It was one of Paris's most talked-about exhibitions, and on Friday, the 13th of September, Le Model Noir or Black Model premieres in Guadeloupe. The landmark exhibition on the forgotten black figures who inspired some of France's most famous artists attracted over 400,000 visitors to Paris's prestigious Musée d'Orsay, double the amount expected. The show has since helped to shine a spotlight on black identity and the place of ethnic minorities in France. So, what does this growing visibility mean for the rest of France's black community? That's what I went to find out in this week's episode of Spotlight in the African Diaspora with my guest Denise Morel, the co-curator of Le Modern Noir. Hello, I'm Denise Morel from New York, uh, New York City in the USA. I work at Columbia University. I'm an instructor, an art history instructor at Columbia University in New York. Denise, first of all, uh, congratulations for your exhibition, Le Modern Noir, the Black uh, model. It's received you know, a phenomenal response. I think uh, organizers had planned 200,000 visitors. You've had double that amount. Uh, yeah, yeah. 400,000 that amount. Why do you think so many people have been drawn to this exhibition? Well, I, I, I am delighted. I, I, I'm pleased. I'm honored. And I think it has to do with a hunger for information on this subject, which has historically not been widely discussed in France. Many people tell me that they are moved, uh, that they're overwhelmed, that they are just, you know, uh, so pleased to see the sheer number of portrayals of people of color and the way that it shows without question that there was a, uh, a black presence uh, in the heart of cultural activity in the visual arts in France in the 19th through the 20th century. Before the exhibit uh, began, the uh, director of Musée d'Orsay, Madame Descartes, had said that you know, this is a sensitive topic, it's a sujet délicat for mm. France, discussing the black presence here is, is something challenging. Did you f feel any uh, any sort of resistance or hostility in, in, in embracing this topic? I actually think that Laurence Descartes herself welcomed the topic. She made uh, personally made the decision to bring the exhibition to Orsay. She personally told me that she wanted to think about how the art history of the 19th century collections of Orsay could be reinterpreted in a way that shows, that presents the collections as a shared patrimony, as a shared history that is relevant to uh, today's diverse contemporary society it's relevant to today's diverse contemporary society because that type of diversity, racial diversity, ethnic diversity, existed in the 19th century as well. Which paintings or or works in particular really stood out and struck a chord with the audience? Yes. I think about the portrait of Madeleine uh, from uh, a very important uh, um, uh, painting from the Louvre that has gone for, it, it was shown at the uh, Paris Salon in 1800. So that means for over 200 years, it has, uh, Madeline, the black woman portrayed in the painting, has been uh, subject to a certain silencing or obliteration of her identity by a generic title, Portrait d'une Negresse, which later became Portrait d'une Femme Noire, uh, even though recent research has shown that uh, the artist 
described or told us who she who the name what the name of the sitter was who posed for this painting. So being able to rename that uh, as Portrait of Madeline, uh, I think is a has been a fabulous way to start the show. And then just going through the decades across the 19th century and into the 20th century, just some importance of renaming uh, these works and then giving them the the credit and giving the models the credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. How has your exhibition uh, helped? Black people basically reclaim their identity and reclaim their importance in history. Well, well there was a, con- a a practice in art history of naming portrayals of people of color, not using the names of the sitters, but using uh, race, general, generic racial terms that were pejor- that are certainly pejorative today. They were common usage of the time, but derogatory then as well. And that has been the case even when the identity of the sitter is known and even when the image itself is portrait-like. So this whole project of eliminating the racial names and investigating the identities of the models to see what can be known about their biographies has been central to the show. And we see it, you know, uh, in the Romantic era with the very famous uh, black male model, Joseph, who was at the apex of Jerry Coe's Raft of the Medusa. And then uh, we go through Orientalism into the era of Manet and the Impressionists when uh, the black woman who poses the servant in Manet's famous painting Olympia is often described as Unegras. When Manet himself, in his notebooks, told us that her name was Laure, described her as in Trey Bell Negras, that usage, but still Trey Bell, and told us that her address was not far from where he himself and the other Impressionists lived and worked. So bringing the identities, the named identities of the models into into art history is a first step, I think, that hopefully will lead to more research to learn more about their histories, their biographies, their family histories, and therefore reshape our sense of 19th century Paris to recognize that that it was a society of uh, an interracial society. You recently said that you know, one of the reasons that brought you to the art world was the lack of information surrounding this model, this black model, law, that you're in, in a class and uh, there was so much talk about the white model and nothing at all was said about the black mm-hmm. one uh, and that you want to do something about this this lack of ethnicity uh, in the art world. Do you think that today, you know, after the success of this exhibition, that you've managed to achieve that goal, you've managed to reinstill ethnicity back into the art world? Well, I... Th- I th- like to think of it as a start. I think there's still a lot of work to be done. I think that to the extent that we can decide to recognize the specific identities of the models who sat for these paintings and importantly for the artists, that there were artists of color uh, like Chasseriel, writers such as the Dumas family, Alexandre Dumas pair, father and son, who were known in their own times as being people of color, uh, embraced uh, this identity themselves, wrote about it in many cases. But art history or history has kind of left that identity behind. So to reassert the mixed race heritage of some of the most successful, the most prominent artists and writers in French history is an important part of this project. You talk about the importance 
importance of a show in, in allowing black people to be able to claim their ethnic identity, their ethnic heritage. Uh, we're here in France where the standard ideal, it's a Republican ethos that we're all equal, where differences are sort of minimized. Does your show not clash with this Republican ideal where differences should be erased? I think there are differences in thinking about the role that recognition of ethnic differences, uh, or let's say not the, rec not the recognition of ethnic differences, but the recognition of the heritage, the, the multiple heritage, uh, heritages that people of color bring into French society. Uh, I think that recognition of this multiplicity of ethnicities can only strengthen Republican ideals because it creates a sense of belonging by populations of color who feel, who may perhaps feel that they uh, in the past have been ignored. One of the reasons that I wanted to work on Laura of Olympia in particular was because here you have this woman who is standing there in plain view. All of the pictorial values of the painting suggest that the artist himself intended for us to pay attention to her, to understand, to think about what it is that she might represent. Uh, but she was rendered invisible by the silence constructed by art history about her, uh, which told the viewer it was not important to understand what her identity or what her history was. But Manet himself gave us her identity. So starting with that and then trying to think about what it is that Manet represents and what I suggest is that in his three portrayals of this model as well as a fourth portrayal of a woman of color, Jean Duval, who was Charles Baudelaire's mistress, he is suggesting that uh, there was a an important black presence in French society of his time. So this idea idea of moving from being visible, being present, but uh, being ignored even while in plain view, and establishing a recognition of the specific qualities and values that people of color can bring to this history will only strengthen the sense of participation in the French Republic. You'd said that one reason that inspired you to get into the art world was because there was no information about black models. Mm -hmm. You focused on the image of law in, in Olympia mm -hmm. and you compared law to the condition faced by the diaspora in the world. Would you say that now that black models are getting noticed, does that also mean that the diaspora also getting noticed? So do you also see an improvement in the condition of the diaspora? Well, I certainly think that part of the ability to improve the condition of diaspora is the presence of and respect for voices that come from the diaspora as well as a, a recognition and a respect for the fact that an ethnically diverse group of people made the culture that defines France today. So I think that kind of recognition is part of what will allow things to progress and to sort of reshape this, what I call this condition of diaspora as being invisible even though one is in plain view to uh, being having a voice, having a seat at the table, having an opinion that is respected about how things are going to be done, and to have uh, input to actual uh, authority in the, how the decisions are made about how this history is presented to the public. And is diaspora the right word? 
Well, diaspora is an all-encompassing term. I think about Pap Njai, who is an esteemed French scholar who was very influential to my thinking, and his book published in 2009 describes uh, La Condition War, and he uh, talked about how even though the diaspora can be made up of people of many different backgrounds and traditions from West Africa or the French Caribbean or the African-American diaspora or diasporas in other countries around Europe, there is a condition a similarity of lived experience uh, in which there is a difference in outcome economically, in terms of employment, in terms of education, and socially based on skin color. Uh, race is a social construct. It has no basis in science, but that social construct is still part of society today. And I think part of how we move beyond that is to overtly address it and to bring to the table the diverse voices of all the populations who are concerned. been listening to Spotlight on the African Diaspora with me, Christina Rokello. Join me again next time for part three as we compare the experience of African Americans with their peers here in France. Until then, bye for now.